Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Thursday, April 13th in the year 2023. Reminder that after this show, 30 minutes after the end of the show at 2 p.m. Pacific, I'll be on Bright Tea on TV today for all the views that want to join me over there. And another quick bit of announcement here because people have been asking. So I'm going to give you a definitive date, which is when Bards Fest tickets for Yuba City will go on sale. Now, keep in mind, we're having more than one Bards Fest this year, right? So the Yuba City Bards Fest will go on sale on the 21st of this month. I said we were looking at tomorrow. And the reason it's delayed is we had a long meeting with uh, Glad Tidings yesterday. We just have some paperwork we have to finalize, and then we launch. So there's going to be a total of 900 tickets available for that event. That's the cap we have to have because they have a limited seating. So I say this because there's going to be, I'm going to say it again, there's more than one Bards Fest. So if for some reason you want to be there and you can't get a ticket, be reassured because there's going to be more than one. There's at least three scheduled right now, and we're trying to get as many as five. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity to come together. And all of these will be live streamed. Bright Day on TV is going to live stream it. I'm trying to get Frank Speech to live stream it, and I'm also trying to get Clout Hub to live stream it. And all of those live, one of those live streaming feeds will come right into, or Glad Tidings is live streaming it as well, and they will come right into the Bards FM website as well. So that's a little bit of news for you. So how about some other news? How about like, you better get your financial stuff in order because the lunatics that are running the asylum are trying to take your money and make you have no cash and eat Z-Bugs. And I'm not into that. Patriots, inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never been more important. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in precious metals, gold and silver, and the best part, it's tax sheltered. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Patriots, there's no time to waste. We're in a critical moment in our economy. Things are changing and they are changing fast. Again, text BARDS to 989898 today. That's it. Text BARDS to 989898. Doesn't cost you anything and may save you a ton of money in protecting what's going on. So the situation we're in right now with a lunatics that are running the asylum is they are also forcing us into this complied corporate social credit score, which was part of the maneuver that 
Anheuser-Busch Light did. So the good news is that Anheuser-Busch lost $6 billion in 6B, with a B, $6 billion in six days after their trans ad campaign. Now, as much as I will say that, people, if you're drinking Bud Light, please, like, get a local brew. Get, go to a microbrewery and get something real. Get a beer that's made with rice. If you don't know much about beer making, that's the foundation of creating a light beer. But quit buying this crap from the big corporate distributors. And I don't even know what's in Bud Light. I don't want to know. That stuff probably is what, that transgender is probably a product of the light beer. I, I would say probably drink enough light beer and you will become transgender. So don't drink light beer. That's the answer. Or just go to a microbrewery. There's plenty of microbreweries. And, hey, if there's a whole bunch of people that come together and say, we don't have a microbrewery in our town, start one. Man, like, just start it in your garage. I've brewed beer. It's not hard to do. It's fun. In fact, we used to do a beer event every Saturday after martial arts class. I take that back. Once a month, I said every Saturday. Once a month after our, our black belt martial arts class, all the black belts would come over to my house I was brewing beer, and a bunch of other guys were brewing beer, and we'd make a big, big eat of either pizza or fried rice and veggies, and then we'd have beer, and we'd have sourdough bread. It was awesome. So make it an event and and enjoy destroying the Bud, Bud Light beer. That makes my heart happy, especially when you roll it over with a steamroller and it blows up all over the place. Now, here's if you haven't heard, they've arrested Jack. I don't even know if I can say the name right. It sounds like Tyxera, Tyxera, Tyxera. He is a National Guardsman for apparently leaking. He's a Massachusetts Air National Guardsman for apparently leaking the sensitive Pentagon files that the Pentagon's all upset about because they got a black eye over letting the world know their secret plans to putting U.S. troops on the soil, among other things, in Ukraine, which was not approved by Congress, by the way. And I'm not sure if those are actual military troops or if they're CIA ground branch guys. But someone somewhere along the way, we've had American soldiers on the ground in Ukraine against all approval of Congress. But here's why this story is interesting. Before the feds arrived, and they, you know, obviously they've arrested him. And I and I have some doubts about this. I think that they've found a patsy once again like they like to do. And of course, they sent in a tactical team and because he, he, he's an extremely highly dangerous individual. But there's a couple of things to keep in mind. Number one, you're seeing how the hand of tyranny works because whether or not he's guilty, he's now guilty in the eye of, of the public opinion because people aren't going to ask enough questions. The other thing is in this is that this guy who apparently has we need to ask how we got all access to all this stuff if it's so sensitive and so secret. But unbelievably, the New York Times has such an ear to the beat of the story. The New York Times arrived before the feds arrived. I'm sure there's no leaking going on there. <laughs> so the leaker is caught, apparently, and the New York Times arrives because someone else leaked the story. You can't make this stuff up. This is Eric Garland and Joe Biden's butt puppet imaginary show. I don't even know what to say. These people disgust me. They really do. 
and and this is this is the hypocrisy at the highest level. So don't get too worked up about it. And this kid is actually, in my opinion, he's he's a hero because he's been giving the public the information they well deserve as our taxpayer dollars flood into the abyss of hell in Ukraine. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. And we're going to do some serious praying today. Prayers up. Father God, we are here today as we come every day of the week, blessed to be here, humbled before you, and truly celebrating the glory and all that you bring. Father, we're going to start with a prayer today for all that will join in asking you to glorify us through you. And I know we say this as Christ spoke to you, we're speaking here with the authorities given to us to glorify us so that we can better glorify you in this world. This has nothing to do with our ego, and you know our hearts, but we want people to realize the power of kingdom. We want people to see the glory of who you are, the incredible Father that you are. We want people to realize the glory and light of Christ. And not just to be seen as some casual bystanders as we walk across the street, but rather to be glorified in you so that when people see us, they don't think of us, they think of you. They're drawn to you. Father, this is a time when this world needs the visual presence of miracles. We need the power of the glory of kingdom to manifest in our world. So many have been inoculated with this horrific thinking that you are someone to hate. And I would say, and speaking from our hearts, as much as that hurts us, we also know that you are a God of infinite love, that even in those moments, as those are striking out against you, delusioned and misled by the father of lies, we know that even in the last moment of their life, if they will repent and accept Christ, they will return home. And Father, that's part of our mission. It's not an easy walk in honesty to take all the time. Because we are in a place where this world is riddled with hatred, striking out at us constantly, viciously attacking anything in the name of you or the name of kingdom or the name of Christ Jesus. And yet we also have been told that this is part of our walk. So Father, we're at a point in this walk where we need to be more bold and we're praying for that courage. We're praying for that opportunity. And we're praying for that place to be here where we can be truly that amazing draw, that light that people are brought to so that we can introduce them in the ways gifted by us by your words and your blessings to truly give them an avenue, an opening door to the path that they can choose through Christ to you, Father. Father, we pray for the many right now that are in these difficult places. What we see, if we let our eyes see, is not people that necessarily mean evil, but people that are broken, people that have been misled, people who have suffered pain, some abuse, some trauma. And in one way or another, most people right now that haven't been walking with a closeness in Christ have suffered emotional and mental trauma through the last three and four years of a very difficult period. And for some, this goes back even to the origin of President Trump. 
We pray for them today. We pray for them in our nation as we pray for healing, the coming together to truly be one nation under God, not a nation of white Christians or a nation of black Christians or a nation of Native Americans, but rather one nation that sees each other through the heart of Christ, that unifies in the body of Christ. And with that strength to understand who the true evil is. And there is where our fight is waged. Let us not be misled, Father, by the deceptions of the father of lies that constantly tries to pit us against each other, that constantly tries to make division and sow hatred in such a devious way to make us see each other not as one body, but rather as multiple bodies and even worse, enemies. We know better, and yet it's hard, and we acknowledge that, and we ask for forgiveness for those transgressions that we've made, and we ask to continue to be built up within the body, to be built up within a loving and forgiving heart, and to turn that burden of justice over to you so that you may lead justice in any form you see, including our hand. Father, our nation in times seems like an impossible nation to heal. It seems like all odds are against us. And unfortunately, much of that optic is built because we don't have a true picture of the battlefield. That's yours to own. We're in the trenches, Father. So let our hearts not be wary or let our hearts not be hesitant because through you all things are possible and we also know that where there's where we see our world as small, you see our world as infinite. We know that where we sometimes feel alone, you know that there's a thousand, thousand more like us that you have stood up in the same position. So Father, we just pray for that connected wisdom to give us strength and emboldening that place that we're in to know that no matter where we are, we are where you need us to be. And what is most important now is, above all things, for us to lean into you more deeply, more profoundly, to seek that intimate, personal, and loving relationship that takes us out of this world and steps us into the holy ground of kingdom, because we are not of this world. So Jesus, we're reminded in your amazing words shared with the disciples and from John 14 to John 17 to remind us of the greater works that we are able to do, to remind us of our purpose here in truly believing in you and what that means to be seated by the Father. So Jesus, we just ask for that continued patience and confidence in us, to that reassurance wherever it's needed, that not to be hesitant and not to feel overwhelmed, but rather to know that there is no purpose for fear in this fight, no matter what they throw at us, that we have a place in kingdom. And as long as we keep our eyes on you and walk boldly with you to do all we can to occupy and expand the glorification of the word, the glorification of you and all that is out here, and to bring the love back to the eyes on Father, that our home is already made, that this is our mission, and with that to keep our eyes clearly on what our task and purpose is here in this world. So Father, again, thank you for the blessings 
as we've asked something bold, which is glorification, you know our heart is humbled. You know that our purpose is true. And now we step into this world in a solid footing, knowing and reassured and renewed to know that no matter what this evil brings, we will never bow and we will always overcome. Guide us and protect us in this hour. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is a really big time um, to keep that focus. There's a lot of things that are coming out that are, quite frankly, I, I mean, I went through a piece last night, which I'm going to go over tonight on Bards FM. And by the way, it sounds like Duncan and I are going to have a parallel show tonight. So it's a good two, good two shows to tune into because we're going to be talking in our each in our own way about nanotech, this sort of horrific dystopian hell that they want to create here on earth and how they're using nanotech and K, K waves, they call them, and a variety of other technologies to try to literally hijack our bodies. What I can tell you just, and I bring this up because when you start to hear these things, I went through it last night and I just, I was left for like an hour, like, man, I can't even sleep. And it's interesting because in that moment, and these things hit us, I'm human, as much as I dislike this enemy and would like to turn it into, give them all a dirt nap. Um, those things, they're, they're powerful. I mean, you start to look at the magnitude of the technologies and resources that our enemies waging at us. And I was having that process last night. And all I got was with father was like, uh, do you not trust me? And of course I trust father. But it's a great reminder that in this moment in time, when they seem to have all these resources, when they like to highlight like an entire tactical team picking up some 20-year-old kid that doesn't look like he could lift more than about 90 pounds, that's now a national security threat and he's going to take down the entire United States. We're seeing the true face of the system. We're seeing the true face of tyranny. And in doing this, we have to have the confidence so that literally we are standing here boldly in kingdom, not in this world. And Father's right there with us. It's, it's literally, if you can imagine, and, and this is how I I'm, I'm visualize it sometimes, it's like going down to the freeway in the fast lane and standing on the edge of the fast lane. It's not comfortable. And you're always wondering like, ooh, what happens if somebody veers and misses and runs me into the side rail? Well, maybe. Crazy things happen. But the thing is, as we stand there, we stand there with confidence knowing that the place that we stand on isn't of their world. And so as we watch this world race by, our mission stays true. It doesn't matter whether we have a tyranny in the office. It doesn't matter whether we have a republic in place. It doesn't matter whether we have Satan on the throne, which we kind of do currently. Our mission has never changed. Our mission is to follow the role of the disciples and to get out and to spread the word of Christ, to spread the good news, to spread the power of the holy kingdom, to expand the kingdom, and ultimately, as we do that, assume the authorities given to us. Luke 10, 19, John 14, 10. Assume those authorities 
And in so doing that, subdue this enemy. And for whatever time we are here until Christ returns, that has to be our task and purpose. And that is critical in this hour because that's how we build the foundation of true faith in a most difficult place and time. That's the true test to me. Can you have faith in the most critical hour? I've told my story, episode 64, which you can always search back and find, but it just in the highlight, I just want to make this point. When you lose everything, as happened to me in August of 2017, everything that I valued, which was pretty much all vain stuff anyway, my reputation, how people thought about me, my, my business, all of that was stripped with one fatal blow. And you're left in this darkest of hour. You realize how Father has never left you. And even in the moment where you're riddled with the burden of what's happened, you're, you're embarrassed to talk to people, Father isn't. He's there, and he's rebuilding, and he's strengthening, and he's teaching you something, as he taught me. Nothing of this world can bind you. Trust in me, and you will become mightier than all around you. Because as you stand in kingdom, there is nothing this world can do to you. For I am with you. I will lead you. I will guide you. Listen to me. For I am the azimuth that will take you there. This is, this is the profound words that just continue to resonate in my heart at this time. So I say all this because there is so much that is going on in our world. So much reveals, so much threat, so much pain. And the greatest strength that we have, because there's things happening right now that just don't seem just in our world. And that means that we need to step in more boldly to our true belief in prayer, to our true belief in healing, to our true understanding of the authorities which we have in this world. And to understand as well that God doesn't control everything. I mean, I know people want to say that, but there's events that happen here. We've had two of them this week that we've prayed on. And I'm going to tell you, that's not like, oh, guess what? Kingdom did that to you. Uh-uh. This world still has evil influences, and heaven mourns for those losses. But at that point in time, when we arrive there, it's us who stand up to raise up the body of Christ, to make it greater. And within all of that, even in the most difficult hours, there are lessons that we learn about our purpose and role here on earth. And unfortunately, those lessons don't always make sense why we have to learn them the way they do or the way they're taught or they're brought to us. And sometimes that's, like I said, that's not heaven delivering. But what brings us through it is the understanding that God has us here for a greater purpose, that we can overcome even in the most dire and difficult moments. Never to give up, never to blame Father, because He is the ever-loving Father. I've walked a path that is shown me that. There are people that are walking that path in more difficult ways than I ever could imagine. And my prayers are with them. But nonetheless, the lesson's always the same. That even in the most dire moments, the moments when everything in our world seems to be shattered, broken, we're brought to the ground, we can't, don't see any way forward. There is a way forward. 
And once our emotions calm and our heart begins to heal some and our, our own personal injury on that is diminished, the door of greatness opens before us. And it's there in the darkest moment that the greatest gifts are often given. So patriots, keep your prayers up for our nation. Keep our prayers up for those that truly need prayers. Remember, tomorrow is Prayer Friday. If you have prayers, submit them. And um, that's we have a whole, Nikki's been running that on Telegram. And if you put them in chat and we don't get them, try putting them up again tonight because I, I, I try to do the best I can getting them, but we, don't, we sometimes miss them, okay? All right, it's a, it's a Thursday <laughs> and it's a crazy day and the lunatics are still in charge of the asylum. So enjoy the clown show. It's only a once in a lifetime event anyway. We're never going to see anything this stupid again. At least I hope not. Because if this ends up repeating in my lifetime, I swear I'm asking for a refund of my tickets. Because I was told this was like a one-shot VIP front row ticket seat of this stuff. And I'm done playing the VIP role. All right. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM or in the next half hour on Brighton TV. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 